challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet one film at a time to criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids i'm your host and the middlest <laughs> sibling allegra i'm holland and i'm the oldest and i'm gray and the chains of responsibility have finally been broken from my wrist <laughs> we're doing something new yeah we're changing things up we're mixing things up I don't, all of the metaphors. Oh, wait, can I change it? I want to say, and I'm, I'm gray and I'm that little boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep them both. Yeah. All right, perfect, perfect. So this is fine. If we switch off doing intros, we can also switch off the person who gets gets to do the silly thing. Yeah, who gets to do the silly. And now you'll know how hard it is sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just my Jumanji. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so we're going to switch. We're, we've decided that we're going to have the defending sib open the show every week now. But that's not all. But we'll get to it when we r- get r- r- to r- it. Remix. <laughs> uh, do, Allegra, do you also want to tell us what we do here each week? Um, <laughs> so each week, one of us has to present a movie by force. And the other two are going to critique and score it based on five specific categories. The score will be added up. And at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be the master of the remote control, and the loser will be forced to do a punishment. This week, we are doing Jumanji, the 1995 original, with Robin Williams, not Dwayne Johnson. Yes, and Allegra is defending. And I am defending it. (laughs) And I believe Allegra is the one who put it in the hat as well. I truly don't remember. Oh, let me check. The slip of paper's right in front of me. Yes. It was Allegra's movie that she threw in the hat. She gets to defend it. She uh, threw another movie in the hat that Holland had to defend last week and then got to reap the benefits of another one of her movies that she probably was hoping to defend. Good job, Um, me, from the past. Because I did all of the... uh, the prep work, I'm still going to be telling you guys a little bit about the movie um, because we didn't make this decision until 20 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell you the summary that this one is actually very well done, okay. I think. Um, courtesy of Nick Reganis on IMDb. Jumanji, one of the most unique and dangerous board games ever falls into the hands of the curious teen Alan Parrish in 1969. Mysterious and magical, the game strands the unsuspecting boy in the lush, savage forests of a mythical realm. Nearly three decades later, the game releases him before the odd eyes of the young orphan siblings Judy and Peter Shepard. Now, the wild and incessant beat of the jungle's tribal drums is calling for the now-adult Alan and the other hesitant players as the one who rolls the dice must never leave undone what the role has started. Has anyone ever escaped from the game and Jumanji's formidable foes? Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I love it. No uh, no room to make fun of yeah. Nick. The <laughs> boy. Well. Not a boy. The boy gets trapped in the jungle, right? Yes. What? I don't know. The only thing that stood out to me was like, would you call him a teen? But like, I don't know. He was, just like 12. <laughs> he was a tween. Yeah, he was a tween. How old are people usually in sixth grade? 12? Like 11 or 12. I feel like you turn 12 usually. I'll tell you one thing. Neither young. neither the actor that played him or the actress that played Sarah were 12 or yeah. in sixth grade. No yeah. fucking way. Um. Well, this movie came out December 15th, 1995. Holland was three, Allegra was one, and I was zero. Um, I was not born yet. 
You're like and a year away from being born. <laughs> I was I was genuinely surprised. It it came out. They said to positive to mixed reviews. Mm. Hmm. So like it was a box office success. I'm just gonna do this stuff up front now, yeah, so we do don't it. have like a whole thing. Budget was 65 million. Box office was 262.8. Yeah. But but Rotten Tomatoes uh, approval rating of 52 percent from 46 reviews with an average of six out of ten. Um, Metacritic gives us a score of 39 out of 100. Uh. Um, but audiences poll on cinema score gives it an A minus. So that like, doesn't surprise me, honestly, because I gotta say, I'm gonna say this up front. I've never been the biggest Jumanji person. Really? No, me neither. Me neither. I always this thought movie... it was like a little boring. <laughs> oh, okay. So for me, um, well, I guess before we get into the pre-watch. Or uh, the yeah, yeah. pre-watch notes. Do mom and dad say anything about this movie? They have not responded to me, but if they do, I'll interject. All right. Well, I mean, then I I want to start with my notes because okay. all I remember is for some reason this movie just gives me memories of being super anxious. Yeah. Um, really? I don't oh remember, my gosh. I don't remember watching it much as a kid. Like I don't think I've seen it all the way through more than once and then I've, if and then any other time was just bits and pieces um but i think it's because it always stressed me out and that i think it sense. also made me sad yeah um obviously upon watching the movie i'm like yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> but i think i always felt bad for robin williams because his whole life got left behind and it just kind of always like turned me off of yeah. this movie um, and also, there were orphans. They didn't need to be orphans. <laughs> I know. What? Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, this movie, like, it really stressed me out. It scared me as a kid. And, like, I mean, even, like, I'm pretty sure I read that, like, a, a big critique, a, a criticism by, like, Roger Ebert was that it was, like, marketed as a family film, but was, like, way too scary for kids and even robin williams wouldn't let his children watch it really yeah i was gonna say earlier yeah. this like children's horror movies i feel like children's horror is ambitious i feel like people get a like can get really nervous and weird when you want to make horror movies for kids and i think this is really well done horror but i don't know i'll jump into my pre-watch notes would you call this horror I was scared shitless as a Maybe kid. Like a thriller. I would call it action thriller. Action thriller. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, agree. I feel like I feel like now that you're saying that, that I think that was a big reason why I was never like a big Jumanji kid. I mean, I'll get into it when I talk to here. You do your pre-watch notes. So then... this is quite ironic, Colin, because my memory, and we know how trustworthy that is, is that you watched this movie before me and talked about how good it was. You're like, you gotta watch this. I will touch upon that in my pre-watch notes. I bet it was the book. I never Knowing read the book. Knowing Holland. Oh, okay. But I was also, I remember being struck with the, what the hell? You watched something cool without me? <laughs> and being like, not wanting to give Jumanji a fair chance the first time I watched it. Because I was like, butthurt that you watched it without me. <laughs> and um, I must have like watched it at someone else's house. Yeah, that's the only explanation. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember being, like, really stressed out and terrified the whole time. Like, the lion scared me, and the monkey scared me, and the boy turning into a monkey terrified me. I always me. hated that. I was like, oh, he's me gross too. and creepy, and it's sad, because I'm like, I haven't seen the ending. I don't know if everything's going to be okay. <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, good Robin Williams movie, solid. I love screaming, what year is it? into people's faces <laughs> um he gets stuck in a board game uh children release him he has to find bonnie hunt to finish the game mayhem hunter guy monkeys and then they time travel to the past and then save their parents from dying <laughs> yeah i really didn't remember a lot but like this is this is what a, like pieces fell yeah. through so, yeah, like, I did not remember that. Now that we've been movie. talking through this, I feel like I'm, like, putting more pieces together because it's, like, my first note of my free watch is I feel like we were always stoked when this came on TV. And I feel like I must have watched this movie for the first time, like, with friends who were, like, really talking it up. 
So by like peer pressure, I was like, well, then this is a good movie. Like this is a like approved stamped like good movie. So maybe that's why I was talking it up so much to you, Allegra. So I felt like I had always heard about this movie being good and everyone always told me that it was really good. And I always wanted it to be better than it actually was like guys was this the first film bro movie that we were exposed to (laughs) everyone else is like it's so good and all of us like lied to ourselves that it was like but none of us really liked it yeah you guys are talking about this and you're like every time it came on we were excited to watch it i feel like my memory is always being like Oh, yeah, great, cool. And then just being like, I don't want to watch this movie. Yeah, because I have, I also have the memory of being like, We all just it's like, peer pressured been, each other into watching yes, it. We could have like, I've been, been told this that this movie is good, so I'm supposed to like it. So when it's on, that means I should be excited about watching it, right? But then when you actually watch it, I'm like, This is stressing me out, and I don't actually like it that much. I'm going to be honest. I remember a Cartoon Network marathon where they're like, "We're gonna play Jumanji, and then we're gonna pull up this new movie, Zathura." And oh I'm my like, god! Fuck Zathura immediately. <laughs> I am not engaging because Zathura was like space Jumanji, right? Yeah, basically. And everyone was like, "Zathura's the best," and I'm like, "Fuck all of you! I bet Zathura fucking sucks." I think I saw that yeah, movie. Never. One time. I think honestly, never watch Zathura because I think you put that thought into my brain, and so I was like. <laughs> Fuck Zathura. You I definitely watched it bitches. one time when I would think I was just like home and nothing to do, and it was like on the movie channels or something. And I was like, because I, like I, I know like it's Kristen really Stewart boring. and Josh Hutcherson are in it, but like they're children. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyone listening right now, email us at latchkeysibs. Like, if you think Zathura is good, yeah, like, please state let your us case know. for Zathura. Yeah, I think I've also only seen the first like twenty minutes, and I was like, "This is boring as hell." <laughs> yeah, and um, then I think it probably started to stress me out, so I was like, "Damn, eh, I don't want to watch it." I didn't even get to but, the part where they get sucked into the game or whatever. I I don't know if they. I can't remember. I've literally only seen it once, and it was in like two thousand six or whatever the fuck it came out. Um, but yeah, but also on the. Also, on that note of listener feedback, we also are going to introduce a new segment while we do our pre-watch notes, which is that we want you guys to send in your pre-watch notes for the movies that we watch every week. So we announce the movie for the next week at the end of every episode. So please email, tweet, put it in an Instagram comment, DM, whatever. If you have any thoughts on any of our upcoming movies, let us know and we'll read it on the show. So we can have like maybe a wider um, view of these movies that aren't just in our like family bubble. Yeah. And <laughs> like, what did everybody else think about these movies? What does everyone else remember about these movies? You don't have to then watch the movie. Yeah. But <laughs> that's up to you. Exactly. We're not, te- we're not giving you homework to actually watch it. We, we yeah. just, we literally want to know your thoughts before watching it anyway. So yes, yeah, tag get- us or just use the hashtag fuck Zathura. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag fuck Zathura. <laughs> we'll find it. What's our email, Holland? Latchkeysibs at gmail.com. There you so. go. Please. And Holly, did you already give your pre-watch notes? Uh, kind of. So yeah, I feel like we were always stoked when we watched when this came on TV. Although we just kind of talked through why that was. Um, little boy Robin Williams gets sucked into the board game for decades. Kirsten Dunst and her brother move into his house in the '90s and find the game. Are they orphans? I don't know, but they play the game and release Robin Williams. Chaos ensues until they finish the game and Robin Williams is returned back to when he was a boy and he lives happily ever after with that girl. <laughs> with that girl. <laughs> I um, forgot it was Kirsten Dunst, but did I remember correctly that it was Bonnie Hunt? Yes. Hey. <laughs> so I think that was another thing that was like, that added to my disappointment about this movie too is because I like loved Kirsten Dunst growing up. I was like, bring it on was I think the first thing that I saw her in. And then I was like, she's it. She's cool. I love her. She's amazing. And I like, 
at one point probably like went back and like wanted to watch all the other movies that she was in like interview with the vampire the virgin suicides like that all i want to do movie i mean yeah obviously maybe little women was the first thing i saw her in i can't remember but we had that on vhs we should put that on our list oh my gosh Oh, I love I've never women. seen Little Women. Oh Winona! my gosh! Well, Allegra and I definitely have. So yeah. <laughs> um, but any and then but then this movie I feel like was just like a little underwhelming, even though it was a Kirsten Dunst movie. And I was like, what the heck? Like my girl, why are we in this movie? I don't. My I'm not girl, loving it so much. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, Kirsten. Um, you can do better. I really enjoyed this rewatch, and I think it's partly because this is the first time I was able to just watch the movie without being like terrified to look at the screen. Sometimes, like I feel like as a kid, I was so on edge that I couldn't always just look at the screen. Like the no, scene- I I'm mm. I feel the exact same way about this watch through. And like with that being said, let's get to the scores. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, nostalgia. Holland, yeah, you go first, Holland. I have a seven. <laughs> so honestly, I had a four. Okay. Um, because I like really like there, you know the the basically what we described the kind of like fleeting memory of like us watching it, but like I did not remember past uh, Peter turning into like a half monkey. Like I don't remember any part of the movie past that. Mm. I remembered um, like a lot of it, but there were forgot, things that I com- definitely forgot. I did not remember any single part of the Van Pelt storyline. Oh, I remember um, that. I didn't remember that Carl like played such a big role in this movie, like the cop slash yeah. sneaker uh, yeah. designer yeah. man. See, I, I, I completely was, forgot about his for existence. But sit through ability. I have a six. I had a nine. Because it was basically like watching it for the first time. And like now that I'm adult and it wasn't that stressful in hindsight as an adult, I really liked this movie. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know. Upon this rewatch, I was just like a little bit bored. And I think it's just because I'm not a big action movie person in general. So Uh, I just get so bored when it's like one thing, like one like chase, one thing after like they kind of start to stack up. And then I'm like, when are we going to get back to the plot? This is so boring. Like I that's like a me issue. That's a me bias. But this is why I could never watch any Kung Fu movies with Holland when we live together. No, 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 no. I'm honestly surprised I managed to, like, watch all of the Fast and Furious movies earlier this year. I know you loved Fast and Furious movies. (laughs) I mean, they started to drag on a little bit. But that, I feel like, because they're so ridiculous. You mean they started to drag on one quarter mile at a time? (laughs) (laughs) They're so silly, though, that, like, the silliness kind of keeps you engaged because it's just so stupid. Also, yeah, because those action sequences are absolutely They're absolutely insane and just, like, impossible and hilarious. Like, they... Freaking ludicrous goes to fucking space in one of them. Okay, like it's in like Spoiler a sports alert. car. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm kidding. Everybody I'm kidding. knows kidding. that. Oh yeah. Oh no. The the plot integrity. Is <laughs> I can't. Okay. I can't even remember which one that was. So not the even most that. recent one. It was the most recent um, one. Okay. But anyways, anywho, all right. appropriate, appropriate for children. children. Listen, ludicrous. If you ever want to come on our show, you're more than welcome to. We'll watch any of your movies. I love Ludacris, honestly. He's also so good in SVU. He's a recurring, like, bad guy character. And Ludacris fucking can pull it out. You know, like, he can he pull can out act, those acting bro. chops. He can act. Um, Sorry. Anyway. He mean, was also probably, introduced. I think he's a better actor than a rapper. <gasps> Don't say that. He won't come on our show now. <laughs> that's <laughs> the only reason. I'm not saying he's a bad. I'm saying that's a testament to how good of an actor he is. Yeah, because he's a good rapper, too. Um, his, yeah. I feel like Luda. he like defined a lot of my middle school years. Like that's when like stand up oh, came yeah. out. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. Um, oh, the last thing I was going to say about Ludacris is also, he was introduced in my favorite Fast and the Furious movie. So. Tokyo I, Drift? No. Too Fast, Too Furious no, is my too favorite. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. I that was great. I stand that by is that. A great, that's I stand like, by that. <laughs> That's probably my favorite Fast and Furious. Yeah. The first one's boring. First one's kind of boring. It's the only one I've seen. The second one is great. Uh, I love like... The second one's great, but like it's like, you know, it's a tangent. Yeah. And then Tokyo Drift is also a complete tangent. 
And I feel like Tokyo Drift was Well, so... I thought that's what you were just saying. Oh, Tokyo Drift was a tangent. Tokyo yeah. Drift is a tangent. Too I Fast, like... Too Furious is... Mwah. Yeah. It's perfect. The only... Like, I feel like Tokyo Drift was so talked up, like, in, like, the Fast and the Furious, like, community or whatever before I watched it. So I was... Maybe I was expecting it to be better, but I just hated the fucking main character, kid. I'm like, I don't care about you. I want to focus on Han, and you're annoying me. Anyway, this yeah. is not a Fast and the Furious podcast. Yeah, I could yet. I could talk at length about the Fast and the Furious. Appropriate movies. for children, I put a seven. I think because of my childhood fear mm, and anxiety. That's fair. fair. I put a nine, but I just was like, I don't think there's anything that inappropriate in this movie. I guess there was maybe nothing it is inappropriate scary. other than just the like how scary it was. Where I'm like, I don't. Yeah, maybe I would. I didn't like watching it as. A I kid. mostly dinged it for like how many guns were in this movie, and I was like, I don't like that. But maybe I don't know. I might move it down. This movie has a body count. I don't but... know. Um, <laughs> hold up. I have a six. I have a seven. All right. And can I? Follow... I think it does well, but we'll get into what we'll... doesn't hold up. <laughs> uh, can I follow? I have an eight. I have a ten. On Can I Follow? Like, to me, the storyline, I thought, worked brilliantly. Oh, yeah. Because you always know whose turn it is. And you know you're going to get a new set piece every time it's someone's turn. Every time it's, like, because everyone only goes, like, two or three times in total. It's a short board game. I think I mostly just had an issue with the whole, like, orphan setup thing. Where I'm like, this isn't adding anything to this plot, really. And I think the only thing that it, it does, and also, like, we can't fault it because it's based on a book. Yeah. But the only thing I can think of when it comes to, like, the orphans is, like, connecting with Alan when he comes back. Yeah. Of, like, not having parents. And them being kind of, like, you know, like, n- no one's watching over them. They're you know, really like the aunt, She's busy. She's doing shit. She's yeah, out and about. Yeah, that's true. And also, but but they also, like, set up how, like, the boy wasn't talking but in the beginning, but I guess it was just to, like, adults, and then he just talks the rest of the movie. And he, like, that whole thing, I'm like, why did we even set that up? That had I no payoff. I that the fact that the kids open up, like, really emotionally vulnerable, like, she's, her pathological lying comes in handy a bunch. Yeah. I think it's just to, to establish that, like, they don't really connect with their aunt, but also that... You know, they immediately say, fuck school. Let's fuck. Let's just look around at this weird board game. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no way in hell would we have ever been like, <laughs> we can't like, we're like, if they heard the drumming, sorry, if we were in our foyer and we heard drumming would have been like, well, got to check that out after school. <laughs> like we wouldn't. <laughs> and when, and when Allegra says we speak for yourself, she means me and her. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, well, we'll check that out after school. It can't be late. And I'd be like, I'm going upstairs, and you guys would just grab me by my collar and be like, no. Yeah, grab me by your backpack. Like, you're coming with us. We would have been so yeah. stern and been like, right, how could you even think about ditching school, the most serious thing we could possibly do today? Yeah, I'm like, no, I have too high of anxiety, even as a child, to ever even think about not showing up to school. And so it kind of just made their sibling bond, like, really strong, or, like, they have each other they feel like they can only trust each other and then i do think you know they bond with these um adults, adults who also haven't matured very much true since their childhood traumas <laughs> yeah well let's just dive right in yeah you kind of already have but like the house yeah this is so big the big house it's the house is fucking huge. so big it's so big that even though the aunt has pretty much furnished and cleaned up the whole place except for alan's room which is fully intact because it's <laughs> locked and all. yeah huh? well that's the door that was locked that they couldn't uh, get into right yeah okay. it was yeah until uh Robin Williams, like, kicked the door down. Although I did still note, like, kind of weird that they kept his, like, bloody flannel shirt from when he got beat up. It's, like, still in the closet. I'm, I'm like, like, really? I was confused. I'm like, how did they get it? Because he got, did he get sucked in naked? That's a really good point. <laughs> and then they point. just kicked the clothes out? <laughs> was he still wearing the same shirt? He might have changed his shirt from being beat up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, like, honestly. Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, 
isn't that evidence of the dad murdering his son? Yeah, I'm like, why would they keep that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They kept his whole room the same. They, they were clearly very yeah. traumatized by the disappearance of their son. They probably didn't want to throw away anything that the son owned. Yeah. Dude, speaking of trauma, that poor girl, Sarah Whittle. Oh, my, oh God. my God. She saw a boy get sucked into a board game and no one believed her and they had to gaslight her with 26 years of therapy <laughs> thinking that she, she made it up a hey, boy hey, being 26 murdered. years of therapy only costing two thousand dollars yes please no yeah. she said she did two thousand hours of therapy oh, she didn't say, it cost she didn't say how much it costs but yeah, I'm with you on that. What would Greg. make her a fortune teller? I don't really get that I, part. I think she's just totally unhinged. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the joke. But that- I love. Okay, she is one of one of the best lines in the movie. Is just ignore him, honey. He's a Libra. Yeah. I know. I loved that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Libra man. <laughs> um, which is yeah, it's just really funny that also the part when the kid. When Peter said, like, you know, like, how will she know? Or, like, whatever. And she's like, of course she'll know. She's a psychic or whatever. (laughs) That was improvised by the little kid. Oh. (laughs) I had to say, I was like, Robin Williams was then, like, good point. (laughs) I was like, that's a good line. Yeah. And also, yeah, I think, like, oh, yeah, of course she'll know where Sarah went. She's a psychic. It was improvised. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. That's a really good line. They did their best <clears throat> to make the little boy seem rad as hell. I thought he was cute as a little I button was with so his little mullet. Cute. He was so cute. I was getting baby gray vibes. A little bit. He, he had, like, the kind of, like, curly, wavy hair. Gray had these beautiful like chocolate brown eyes and he has these long eyelashes <laughs> and when in the summer gray would super tan so i don't know gray would just we have these photos of like maybe six or eight year old gray where he straight up looks like a baby model because he'll just like be looking wistfully away well from the as camera. of as of like age four and onward my eyes turned green yeah, they started getting more green. Yeah, like there was, there was just green. a small period of time in which Gray had these chocolate I had brown blonde eyes. hair, brown eyes, and now I have brown hair, green eyes. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> just have like age five. It was just like and never mind. You're Irish. <laughs> We're not Irish. <laughs> We're not Irish. I know. I don't even know. Why I said Irish. Um, um, I don't know. I just, moving the, on. The small child just reminded me of Baby Gray. Um, but that that was the end of that thought. His little shoes, <laughs> but they <laughs> but they give him very rad scenes. Like the every single yeah, person, his like, little action scene where he like goes along the river and goes on the tree branch and like gets the game that's dude, floating I down was the stream. He was gonna fall in the water. I know. I, for me some too. reason, I had a memory that that happened because I was like, I know something bad happens to him. And then five minutes later, he turns into a fucking monkey, and then I'm like, oh, that's what it was. I hated when he turned into the monkey. Like, I feel like that was my least favorite part of the movie when I was little. I was like, ugh, I don't like it when yeah. they make him a monkey. Make great, yeah, I didn't maybe. Like it either. I think like a that's... visceral reaction. I have a distinct memory of being like, this is on TV, and like that happened in commercial break, and being like, I don't want to go back. Yeah, it's gonna be Monkey King. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what maybe that's what's happened any time I watched this movie, or yeah. the only time I watched it was once I got to there. I'm like, no, I don't like I it. I don't like it. Um, but dude, yeah, I like did not have any memory of the Van Pelt. I did. did. And I didn't. And also, I mean, also, I immediately realized that's the same actor that plays his dad. Yes. They kind of did like Like, a Peter Pan, Captain Hook thing. Yeah. I didn't know that that uh, happened the first time I watched it. That's something I learned after the fact. Go figure. Peter Pan. Robin Williams. Yeah. There you go. Um, But, I mean, I was talking about the live action but with Jason Isaacs. But, anywho. Um, <laughs> and I feel like it happened in the cartoon too. I think it did. Where like the, the guy who did the voice of the dad did the, the voice of Captain Hook. Yeah. Anywho, um, I don't remember where. It's kind of we crazy going. to me to think about this timid, terrified little wimpy coward boy getting thrown into this jungle where everything's out to kill you. And then the only other human is an adult man who wants to murder you. 
Yeah. I don't think he wanted to murder him in the game. When they were in the jungle, when they were in the I don't jungle. think he was actively I think it's only him. because the game... Because like, he rolled the dice. Yeah. Because Van Pelt even said that. Him. He says, it's not you, Alan rolled the dice. Like, but, or something like that. Yeah. But clearly Van Pelt terrorized him while he was in Jumanji. I think, if anything, he just, like, terrified him. But yeah, I don't know if he, like, I don't think he specifically targeted him in the jungle, but I feel like maybe he's just like, I know who that is. I've seen him do it, like getting up to shit well, in speci- the jungle. I don't know. When he accidentally rolls the Van Pelt roll, it says it makes you feel like a child. And Robin really like shudders, like, oh no, one of my childhood demons is gonna come out. I know exactly who it is, it's Van Pelt. So it just made it feel like they had history together from when yeah, they were Yeah, I guess in. that's true. It does feel like they had maybe Yeah, but once again, I don't think it was... I agree, but I still don't think he was like being actively hunted the whole time by Van Pelt. I think it was just like Van he Pelt was that, yeah. was that personality 100% of the time <laughs> and like was probably not like helping the child mm-hmm. or whatever he was just like but yeah, fuck can you, you imagine, i'm like, doing this i what, got my elephant gun i think i also wrote like what kind of person do you become when you spend like you like he went through puberty in that jungle all by himself like just growing up in that jungle not being around anybody like i had a thought that's just he, horrifying he must have a very limited vocabulary yeah just like he's not i don't know that's why I think it's even more horrifying that the only other human he could ever talk to is this extremely violent old colonial man. That we know of. Who knows? Well, could have been a whole world in that jungle. Yeah, but Van Pelt's face it... was on the box of Jumanji. Oh, yeah, that's true. Front. It was. I just, if I were um, to make Jumanji a 12-part anime season, you know, there would be a lot more cutting flashbacks to when Alan's growing up in the jungle. And I feel like there's definitely an episode where he's just trying to survive and he runs into Van Pelt on accident and Van Pelt is immediately a huge dick to him and is like, yeah, kind of just the way that he is a violent dick to these kids. But, you know, I feel like he like may not have been hunting Alan, <laughs> but definitely didn't care if he accidentally killed Alan. Probably yes, not. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. Um, let's get to the thing that sucked about this movie, and it was the CGI monkeys. The yeah, monkeys, the monkeys are bad. so bad. They looked so bad. And I'm like, why do you so keep bad. like highlighting them so much? Like close-ups. I understand the like taking over the the cop car and the motorcycle and like rampaging like the TV store or whatever. You'd think but, they like, would have spent a little more money on them considering how much they're featured in the movie. Maybe <laughs> guys, a little I think more we're money. looking at this in 2022 eyes. Maybe this was cutting edge technology. That's what I'm saying. It was ILM invented the software that they used for it. Um, but like it was bad. Yeah. But, well, yeah, know, that's like, it's a- CGI age is like, milk yeah yes <laughs> how was it watching it but, on your fancy tv oh my <laughs> the ai the ai was really struggling uh but mostly with the bats oh the bats the bats the bats move, didn't look great either things that move really quickly the ai is like ah <laughs> but yeah those monkeys looked horrible yeah i wrote so the cgi monkeys bad. are rough the other like the stampede like the elephants like the obviously lion. they were fake but like they didn't look horrible i didn't even think the, the lion the was lion that bad. and the crocodile and the plants those are puppets with like a little cgi tweaking and yeah. i'm like they're stylized puppets but they're good they're effective but yeah i could suspend my disbelief a lot more for the puppets yeah. than for the cgi yeah. weirdly enough I think mom just texted me. Uh, other than Robin Williams, yay. Not really any thoughts. But I feel like it was on t- our TV movie channels constantly in your childhood. And I would agree with that. I love the 1995-iness of this movie. I thought that the the house was like a really super fun set piece. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the house was giant, but it was like they definitely used... A lot of the space they used in that everywhere. house. So it made sense. Um, completely stupid that as soon as they open the house and it's covered in vines from the evil plant, that they would stay 
in the house to continue playing the game. If the house is covered in the scary plant vines and Robin Williams is like, I feel more at home in the jungle anyway, there's no reason why you can't keep playing in a safer environment. <laughs> that is the biggest like pitfall of the movie for me. For me, the biggest pitfall of the movie is just like, just keep rolling it quicker. Just keep quicker. going. Yeah. 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 Just get through it. Which like, I understand like, we have to like get through all these set pieces because that's like part of the point of the movie. But yeah, I was just like, just keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah. If all of yeah, you just roll sucks. as fast as possible, there won't be time for the consequences to show up and you'll just get it over with. Exactly. Also, who who do you guys think was like more in the right between like Sarah and Alan? Alan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I agree, but it's like, it's like, cause like, you understand why she ran away. Yeah. But like, like she was a child, she was chased by bats. And then suddenly she kept saying the board game sucked him up and no one believed them. But like, I don't know. And he had to spend his life in a jungle away from anybody. Yeah. And he's like, you just needed to roll a five or an eight girl. Like you just, you didn't come back even though we knew there were instructions for and this. I, and I understand the, like why she would be terrified to try and keep playing. Yeah. But like, like, I understand both sides, but I do think Alan was wronged more at the <laughs> end of it. Like maybe there was nothing else she could have done. Maybe she did everything that is reasonably uh, expected of a 12 year old, but like, a boy's life is at stake. Yeah. You should just yeah. keep rolling the dice. If the dad was so desperate and spending his entire fortune and destituting himself in his business, and I guess the result, the town is destitute yeah. because the big uh, business went out. Yeah. Sarah, you're kind of a bitch. No. <laughs> but I'm like, at least try. Be like, I know this sounds crazy, but let me just roll the dice and I'll show you how fucked up exactly. This like is. show like why didn't she try to prove to anyone that the game was crazy? I guess maybe they just already thought I don't she know. was. No, it was 1969, so maybe they were just like, stay yeah. away from the family; they're grieving. She's a she. Maybe she's going through puberty. She's hysterical. Ah, uh, she's in hysterics. Blah. She's yeah. like, we got to keep her away from that family because she clearly saw the man murder his boy. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, so she she grew yeah. up rough. For sure. She she clearly is unwell. But uh, clearly Alan grew up worse. Yeah. But yeah, okay, so yeah, I totally had no memory of Carl, the the soul man. Is that what they called yeah. him at the shoe factory? I remember him from the shoe factory scenes, but I don't remember his through line. Yeah, I did not remember I was like maybe vaguely familiar of the fact that like I forgot. I don't know. I like he invented a sneaker that looked like it was from the nineties in nineteen sixty. The only thing I remember yeah. is the shoe. I'm like, oh yes, EVA yeah. foam was all like, the rage as, in nineteen sixty nine. As that whole sneaker, like going, like Alan messing up the sneaker and getting him fired thing was happening. I'm like, oh yeah, this is vaguely familiar, but I completely forgot that like we see Carl throughout the movie as a cop trying to like make sense of he, the chaos happening in the town honestly kind of hilarious that this man just will not stop doing his job yeah he's like i'm a yeah. cop it's my and, like, job i love his his love for his car and, and he's like, gonna keep driving like, after that it gets car. crashed through the store he's like putting oil in it <laughs> like checking shit and then like, reverses and like the whole bumper comes off yeah they murder that car yeah and but he sticks with it until that plant folds it yeah. in half and like eats it basically <laughs> he's a dedicated like listen mr parrish you fucked up like sure he broke one machine he didn't deserve to be fired. but he didn't yeah, he just took the rap for your son. Yeah, yeah, you dick. I know. I was like, ugh, Alan, not a great look. Like, <laughs> also, also, it was a little. It was like very much like poor little rich kid in the beginning oh, of the man. movie too. Where I'm like, yeah. I understand you're getting bullied, and I feel bad for you. But like, you're now also throwing a fit that your rich parents want to send you away to a boarding school, and I'm like, okay. You're telling me you don't. <laughs> it's hard to relate to this. I guess We're... I should say. <laughs> Speaking of like poor little rich kid, um, I remember. So the the bully to me looked like Alan Ruck. 
He looked like a child Alan Ruck. Is that Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. It's Connor and, yes. Roy and from Succession. From Succession. Yes, 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 yes. But I looked I'm glad it up. We all and thought he... of this independently. So that actor only had one other acting credit ever. And it's what he appeared on Law and Order in which he ironically plays a bullying victim. Oh, really? <laughs> so his only other credit, and it was in the exact same year of this movie. One, he plays a bully. One, he plays a bullying victim. And that's it. Wow. I just think that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, and he did look like Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, 1969. And then I was like, wait a minute, this movie was made in 1995. <laughs> um, yeah, I was even like, no, right? And then I saw the year it came out. And I'm like, oh, oh absolutely no, not. not. <laughs> he was already like in his mid-20s. 10 years prior for Ferris Bueller's yeah, Day Yeah, yeah, so. um, yeah. Gray, how much did you hate the spiders? Or were they fake enough that you weren't scared They were them? fake enough that okay. I wasn't too worried about <laughs> them. They were clearly them. plastic. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, those are just basketballs with puppet wire. Like, it was not that bad for They me. looked like pure did plastic. They scare you? Did they scare you when you were little? I don't remember that part of the movie. Maybe he stopped watching so at that point because the boy was already a monkey. <laughs> no, no, no. The boy, yeah. the boy was, was like the end. Yeah, oh, the boy right. was definitely already right. the monkey. Right. Remember, because then the ant came in. It's like when they're stuck in the she floor. Was like, I was thinking Peter? of, I was thinking of when they began playing in the attic and the mosquitoes came. Oh in. yeah, different. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Th- my biggest gripe about this movie, if. The, the the time travel logic. Yeah. If they both lived full, like, 40-year-old lives, but then revert back into their children's bodies with all of the memories, all of the experiences, does that mean that, like, Sarah, like, had, like, adult relationships and all this and then is now, like, and I'm 11? Well, at the end, she says, I'm already forgetting what it feels like to be an adult. And yeah. he's like, yeah, me too. And he's yeah. like, she's like, all right, but we can't forget the kids. That's like, we can't forget that, like, this was real and this happened to us. And that we can't forget Kirsten Dunst and boy. Yeah. And so they were like, yes, promise. So it sounds like Jumanji magic is starting to erase a lot of their memories of what it's like to oh, be I as an honestly adult. honestly don't think I... I think I was typing this out when they maybe said that. Yeah, <laughs> so I yeah, yeah. Because I was up, thinking about that a lot, like, before it happened, because yeah. I remembered that it happened, and I'm like, this is crazy. But then they do say, like, I am forgetting what it's like to be an adult already. But it's like, they're still definitely in a different timeline. Like, they've yes. they've been transported back to a different timeline where they escape the game... And um, prevent the deaths of Judy and Peter's parents, which is just so wild to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So one, another thing, like, so if someone dies in the game or by the forces of the game and then they finish the game, does that person come back to life? I, I think that's... I would hope so. By the, by the basis of the logic of this movie, where the, mo- the board game says everything will go back to normal. Right, and in the logic of the movie, that means back to way everything was before when you started the game. Yeah. So if you die in, so if Alan had died in the forest in the jungle of Jumanji, and they ended up finishing the game, he would have come back to life. I believe that. To that's be true. wild. That yeah, that's insane. <laughs> um, and so those little like I don't know, revolutionary era boys were like, "May God have mercy on their soul." <laughs> know what they went through i know i know me 1700s too. ass Hashtag like Hash- why was that not the next jumanji installment well, okay. it was 1869 it wasn't like fucking <laughs> revolutionary times okay it, it was, was immediately post civil war still still <laughs> jumanji in 1869 let's make it happen have any of you ever seen any of the new jumanjis no because I don't no, think I have. No, but now this is opening up. I want to with you guys for the podcast. <laughs> I think it's. I think they're way more fun. They're even more action thriller and less scary. Yeah. So the the first one, the one that came out in 2017, is a direct sequel. So it's not a reboot, which oh, really? I didn't know. But it was. It's a direct sequel because it has references 
to like Alan Parrish. Oh, wow. Other things. So like, um, yeah, maybe we should watch this. I mean, yeah, sure. It has fucking the rock and and Kevin Hart in it and shit, but like, I say we give it a whirl. Yeah, yeah, cause it, yeah, I feel like I've maybe seen the beginning of one of that one, but I just like never finished it or something. This reminds me that there's a Lemon Demon song about a man who um, builds himself into an arcade cabinet and then suddenly becomes like a sentient arcade cabinet that all the kids love to play, but no one can ever win, and then they turn him into like a handheld video game. And I feel like that's. <laughs> I think what it's called Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, um, I want to play uh, an imagination game for a moment. Um, Holland, imagine. Okay. Uh, you're like a mid to late 30-year-old uh, married woman with two kids. Your husband has just accepted a new job <laughs> at a shoe factory. And you go to, to their Christmas marketing. party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your boss and his wife's new first reaction to seeing your kids is weeping <laughs> weeping with joy and then you say you're gonna go skiing in canada and they scream no <laughs> do you s- take your husband aside and go this was a mistake <laughs> i don't know i feel like they managed to cover it a little bit like they i think i would just so be like, like we love kids because she's pregnant yeah you know? she's pregnant she's maybe a little emotional and they're just like maybe they're just kind of like weird little quirky people, but they're harmless. Um, they love kids. They hate Canada. It's a good all American. Uh, yeah, it is a little hard to, <laughs> harder Canada. to explain the uh, like. It is a little weird to be like, don't go on vacation. I need you to start right now or whatever. But it's like we know it's to prevent their deaths, but they don't know that. I'm like, that's a little weird. I'm like, oh wow, they're really a stickler for their vacation days i guess like i don't know (laughs) i imagine a conversation has to happen eventually where he's like oh god i gotta submit vacation time and he goes he's like i would like to take two weeks off and he's like yeah sure where are you going not canada i hope and he's like oh i thought you hated when your workers took vacation you just hate canada oh okay well 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 well. honestly and it could have just been like because they knew the specific time frame. Because yeah. they're like, okay, next winter, you're chill. Or even like, just wait, wait till a February. Months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then go to Whistler or whatever. But like, maybe it was just because they knew like this was the specific trip. Unless so like, it's no, like Final it Destination and they were bound to die some way and he just like delayed it a little bit. We'll now never know. the parents are stuck in a Final Destination situation <laughs> <laughs> where they have to dodge death around every corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why, um, that's why he's just never going to approve any winter vacation time. <laughs> he's like, summer. He's like, you are going to go to the Bahamas and you're going to fucking like it. He's like, Summer. Spring, fall, yes. Winter, no. <laughs> exactly. Um, He's gonna make him work like a freaking dog in the like a like a G dog. Oh yeah, Part of our actual podcast conversations. But, okay, listeners, right. well, Allegra wants to establish like fandom names for each of us so people can root for us. Uh, in the race to become master of the remote control. Yeah, if you are Team Gray, consider yourself a hashtag Gray Dog. I want you to tweet at us. If you are Team Gray, you're a hashtag part of the Wolf Pack. Or oh, Gray Dogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's your name? I don't know. Horse, horse girls unite. Horse girl allies. Hashtag horse Edge, girl allies. Edge lords. Leggy uh, Lou Who's. Edge legs. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not edge lords. Uh, we'll edge figure lords. it out. Edge lords. Edge legs. Edge legs. Edge legra. Big Rock Candy Mountain residents. It's uh, a mouthful. We'll figure it out. Holland and I will figure out whatever ours The leggy are. ladies? I mean, maybe that's too gendered. I Ew. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> leggy, 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 leggy. Blonde, 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 blonde. Um, 
Anyway, uh, yeah, maybe anyway. also tweet your suggestions at us of what you think our fandom name yes, should be. Please. Yeah, Can I'm we- very open to not being the gray dogs or the fucking wolf pack because that sounds so goddamn douchey. Like, also, for, nickname, for, yeah, for as context, a, as a child, our dad and his friends would call him Gray Dog. So they would also call yeah. you dude. Yeah, dad also just called you dude. So you want to be the dudes? They are calling you dude. Or the, chur- the Church of Dude. Church Lebowski. of Dude. Um, are we wrapping up? That, that's how. That's the the church that I'm ordained as. For the ministry to marry people is the Church of Dudism. Oh my, oh oh my really? God, great! And they're your parish. Your fans are your <laughs> the Church of Dudism. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Let's start wrapping it up because I don't. I honestly didn't take too many notes because I was like really into this movie. Um, I only changed one score, but right, we can we sec. can go through them. We'll go down the list again. Okay. Nostalgia, I'm keeping out of seven. Okay, I'm keeping mine out of four. Sit through, I'm keeping out of six. Keeping mine out of nine. I lowered my appropriate to an eight because I do agree, Gray. This was a very, it was, this was a high anxiety inducing movie. They yeah. talk as about a, child. a boy being chopped up and put up into the wall. Yeah. So I understand. And there's like a lot of guns in this movie. Oh my God, too. wait. Dude, the exterminators just complete lack of like oh my god I, know. I, wrote, I wrote that down too i'm like like animal control man you can't just tell children about a gruesome murder very willy-nilly like super in, casually when you're alone in an attic with them yeah like, come in on, the dude. house they just moved into yeah yeah he's like don't think it's fun Seriously. insane um anyways hold did, up did you say you're appropriate for children's score oh i'm keeping it at a seven okay Hold up, I'm keeping out a six. The graphics are just so bad. <laughs> I I brought mine down to a six. What the hell? Yes, the CGI is bad, but like, what? Four points bad? Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lower the hold up. I'm lowering my follow ability. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm keeping hold up at a seven. I'll, I'll raise mine lowered, to a seven. I'll raise mine I to lowered seven. my follow ability from a ten to an eight because we talked about many yeah. plot holes that I'm and like, I okay, kept, it was not a perfect 10. I kept my, I kept my can I follow at an eight as well. And then your hold up is what? I moved it up to a seven. Okay. All right. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, is it higher than big rock candy mountain? <laughs> I am sure. Probably. It is. Um, give me a sec to, I need to pull up the, I would be shocked. Sheet. Like this isn't like in the fifties. No, 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 no. This will be this will be a good score. Um, but okay, so Holland, do you want to give it any points? Oh, any bonus, points? bonus points. Um, Kirsten Dunst. She didn't really do that much. Her hair movie, was honestly. beautiful. Solid performance as always. Bonnie Hunt saying he's a Libra. Honestly, I want to give mine just to Bonnie Hunt because she was like my fi- other than obviously Robin Williams just acting his fucking ass off. Like Bonnie Hunt being kind of the comedic relief was like really well done. Yeah, we didn't really talk honestly, about it. Yeah, but like Robin Williams kills it in this movie, just so good. Yeah. I think she just kills it in everything. He's always good. He's I just, spectacular. I just I'll give feel him. like he thrived in an environment where he could be very silly and dark at the same time. I'm going to honestly, weirdly enough, I'm going to give a bonus point for Carl because I found him pretty entertaining throughout the movie. It's you nice. know? He's trying to okay. do his damn job. Just like, totally. a ni- like a nice straight man to like absorb all the chaos as an outside observer. And he gets... he. Has a sneaker empire in the end. Yeah. So good for you, Carl. All right. So it comes out <clears throat> with the bonus points to uh, 73. Okay. Yeah. If anyone... I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. I think that's very fair. Vote for me to get another bonus point on um, Instagram. And then, I mean, there were some other things that I do think was uh, worthy of uh, some trivia. Uh, I said most of it. Um, according to the author uh, for the book, the word Jumanji is Zulu for many effects. 
which alludes to the, you know, exciting consequences of the game. But Robin Williams would often just give fake answers to people. (laughs) Um, And he would say, I tell them it's an island in the Caribbean. Book your travel early. Oh, my gosh. Um, the, the, The director had reservations over casting Williams because of his reputation for improv, fearing he wouldn't adhere to the script. However, Williams understood that it was like tightly structured story and filmed the scenes as outlined. And then often they would do duplicate scenes afterwards in which he and Bonnie Hunt were allowed to improvise. Um, And so the movie ended up actually being kind of a mix, but obviously at the root of it, very true to the the screenplay that they had. Gotcha. Um, This is still a professional person. Like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, But Tom Hanks was the first choice to play Alan Terrace, which is like, I could totally see this being a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, especially. But he turned it. Like, it would have been pre Castaway, but like, now that we have seen him do Castaway, I'm like, he he totally could have done that. Yeah. (laughs) And like, but he turned it down due to his commitments to Apollo 13, which is like one of his most, yeah, iconic movies. Makes Um, sense. Kirstie Alley was considered for Sarah. Who was? Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. I could I could also see that honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could but totally also, see that. She had commitments to It Takes Two. Uh-huh. Um, oh my God! Are we doing another Margie Kane and Ashley? I guess we'll have to discuss that. But. We'll have to discuss. Um, <laughs> Fans, and then right Scar- in. Should we do another Scarlett Johansson auditioned for Judy? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's basically. Oh, I it. also. I do... think I gave everything else. Oh, oh, oh! The last one is just. Uh, in 2017, they reissued the movie in, like, Blu-ray with some, like, never-before-seen deleted scenes, blah, blah, blah. But one of them shows Carl as the new president of the shoe factory. Um, and the second shows the extended version of the Christmas party where Judy and Peter open their presents in which they get a brand-new pair of shoes called Jumanji's. Oh, interesting. That's all. <laughs> it's just, like, what their presents were. But that's I also it. know obviously... that the kid who played the boy... Peter is the voice of Chip in Beauty and the Beast. Yes, he is. I noticed that when I was looking up everybody on IMDb while watching this movie, as I do every time I watch a movie. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then this movie came out in 1995. I'm sick of doing these trivia pieces. O.J. Simpson trial, Oklahoma City bombing, bombing, uh, Toy Story. There you go. That's the last time I'm ever doing. So yeah, I guess we're going to eliminate the year trivia. That's fine. Um, I don't care about it. You probably don't care about yeah. it. <laughs> it's fine. So, um, is gone. So now it's time to pick Gray's next movie. Ooh, 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 ooh. Honestly, like, even though I know we still have, like, primarily bad movies left, I feel such a relief. Well, yeah, that... now that, like, the fucking big Rock Candy Mountain's not there. Don't we but... only have, like, yeah. one Gray movie left? Yeah, I think it's just Aragon is his only movie left. <laughs> Don't speak the name before I call it. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm doing it. I'm just, okay. He's just cheating off camera. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a third Allegra film in a row. Wow, if not we're more. on a roll. All right. Who am I, Gray? And like, I don't know. What is it? If it's going to be good or bad. It's Big Fat Liar. Ooh, Ooh okay. you know what? I, I feel like it's gonna be fun. I was, <laughs> I was like, I really hope it's a movie that's gonna match the mood. And I'm like, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I am actively excited about watching Big Fat Liar. I honestly wasn't that stoked about watching Jumanji, but it was like fine. But I, Amanda, I was pleasantly I, surprised by Jumanji. I feel like. Also, Big Fat Liar is a big nostalgia one for all of us. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's very. We had true. it on DVD. We watched this movie a decent a bit. A lot. Yeah. We yeah. had it on DVD. Yeah, we definitely owned this movie, guys. We have two Frankie. I mean, Muniz Frankie movies Muniz. to watch. <laughs> we have what? Two Frankie Muniz movies I to mean, watch this year. Oh, that's right. We have he, Agent Cody Banks. It was our childhood. Like <laughs> Frankie Muniz, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, all <laughs> of our Donald Faison. <laughs> like, yeah. Jaleel White. Oh my God, I forgot Donald Faison's in this movie too. Yeah. Okay, now I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm excited. Okay, so yeah. uh, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Latchkey Sibs. 
uh, check our Instagram stories every Friday. Usually, sometimes I'm late. Just please check our Instagram stories and vote in the polls every week where you can vote to affect the defending sip of the week scores. You can take a point away or give them a point or it stays the same. Um, so please make sure to check our stories for that. Send us your pre-watch notes. Yes, and please send us your pre-watch notes. So if you have seen Big Fat Liar and you have like nostalgic feelings and like vague memories and like you want to share, please either email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at latchkeysibs. Put it in a comment uh, on TikTok or Instagram or wherever, whatever is easiest for you. Please share your pre-watch notes and we will read them on the show and just see what other people remember about this movie. Um, So until next week when we are watching Big Fat Liar, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.